0: Hello and welcome to Cruise Control, your on air automotive magazine. I and Fred, we're your regular hosts, Les Jackson. Fred Stop, we are here for another week's, well, probably a month's worth of material, but
1: we have to cover it in a week. Uh, or, or at least a couple of hours less. But uh, that's right. You are right. We are ready to take you on a ride around the automotive industry, bring you up to date on what's going on. There's been no shortage of stories whatsoever, Les. The week continues, and we've got a big one to start with. Ford tees up its factory plans for the all-electric F-150 pickup. Plus, we have some design details on the upcoming EV version of America's best-selling vehicle. I think it's going to be pretty cool. Got a little tease of what the front end will look like. We'll tell you all about it.
0: I am looking forward to that. Also, uh, we're going to have an in-person reveal of the new F-150 here in D.C. on Monday. I will be there, of course. And one of Volkswagen's models gets a great safety score. And is the brand getting ready to sell off some of its high-end marks?
1: Yeah, we'll talk about that. And a double-talking tech. Not double-talk like, "Eh, what are you talking about, man? (laughs) <laughs> two, two talking tech stories from BMW, including the future of rear seat entertainment systems. Remember when they were popular with the big monitor on the back? The, the, That's uh, right. The head restraint, yeah. Well, this is something different. And they're going to bring back road feel, and we'll tell you all about that. That's kind of interesting, because I think we're going to need that in the future.
0: Well, my I have a problem that the cars we're testing have a little bit too much road feel. You feel the tires. You feel the little jounces. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, and maybe I'm just getting cranky. <laughs> <laughs> but, but in any case, uh, being aware, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration has a great app that will keep you informed about recalls. Uh, we're going to tell you how you can get it for free. I have used
1: it. A uh, lot of information. Because your car is constantly being recalled.
0: Six recalls.
1: <laughs> it, it, it buzzes constantly on his phone. <laughs> yes, and an asleep-at-the-wheel Tesla driver breaks a record. Oh, boy. <laughs> <It> just doesn't.
0: <sighs> what are you going to do? Anyway, uh, I am going to give uh, an at-the-wheel review of the new Jeep Gladiator Mojave
1: edition when we get rolling uh, a little later. Yeah, that's good. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, not inexpensive, but very capable. You know,
0: Nowhere near inexpensive.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, if uh, you're interested in a bunch of those stories, we hope you are. Please stick around. Don't forget to check over at our Facebook page. We've got a lot of links to these stories that we're telling you about, some pictures of that Jeep Mojave Gladiator. Les is going to be reviewing a little bit. Go over there to CruiseControlRadio.com. And all the links right there. We'll be right back. Listen to the live feed of Cruise Control Radio every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com to find out how to do it. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine. We're glad you're on the road with us, at least virtually. I'm Fred Staub. He's Les Jackson. We have got a lot of information and it's good news for everyone because Ford is even, uh, getting into American manufacturing even deeper. Uh, this week they announced where they would be producing the, uh, electric, the upcoming electric F-150 pickup truck, which is still about two years away. We're starting to get details less, but, uh, It is going to be built at the historic Rouge complex. And uh, they're going to uh, put in a $700 million investment, which is pretty amazing, right? It's huge. We
0: have a drawing or a... um well, whatever you want to call that, an image of the uh, f- proposed factory. It looks to me, I've just done some quick calculating. It's about 400 by 500 feet.
1: <laughs> Perfect. It's about 200,000 square feet. And and a new study by a Boston consulting group finds that the F-150 or the F-series pickups, so that's everything... Uh, contributes approximately 500,000 jobs to the US economy. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, uh this new campaign they're launching for it's going to be uh, uh under the theme Built for America. And uh they are really strengthening their uh their base of uh, manufacturing in the US. Matter of fact, uh we're going to talk about this a little bit later, but the Ford Ranger was voted the most American vehicle uh you know how we do that index every year we talk on that uh, report every year about the most american vehicle and that's like 75 percent american content and that's built in impressive yeah
0: and and fitting
1: yeah so uh good news there and uh, this is going to be a huge investment but what about the electric f-150 well we know a little bit about that uh I don't know whether the original plan was to just put an electric powertrain into the existing F-150, which would be fine because it's a well, well-designed vehicle, but it now appears that Ford is going to really differentiate the F-150 electric, uh, whatever it ends up being called, uh, from the gas-powered F-150s. It's going to have a completely different front end. And some of some have said this is because it's getting a lot of, um, a lot of competition from things like the Rivian R1T, the Tesla Cybertruck, Lordstown Endurance, and who else? Whoever else decides to build a pickup truck, it's going to be a dual motor electric system. It will be able to power uh, construction site equipment, be used as a generator. And it will have a giant frunk in the front, which can hold hundreds of pounds. So think about that. You can have a pickup truck that you use for work and you won't even have to add on a toolbox in the bed, will you? Yeah,
0: that's. I think this is going to be a big deal. Plus, you know, GMC and Chevy and and Ram are already heavy into testing and designing their own. Right. I agree. I agree. Um,
1: This is good. I'm very excited. I'm looking forward to driving it. I'm looking forward to seeing it. And, you know, it's based on the F-150, so you know it has been very well engineered and the doors will fit. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's right the doors will lock the windows will work
1: <laughs> those door handles look good for many years there will be no wood moldings uh hidden uh, holding that's components right. <laughs> we'll we'll leave it at that there but exciting stuff it's two years away but that's okay i mean they're doing it right they're taking their time uh, and uh, learning from the mistakes of others, I'm sure, right? Well, true, plus 2020 is essentially a wasted year. 2020 is essentially a wasted year. We're already into yep. the uh, 2021 model year, and this is going to be, I believe, a 2022. I don't know if that's been officially announced, but uh, so, you know, we're we're very close to this. Uh, supposedly, it's going to be launched midway through 20. 20- 22 that could step up you don't know they've 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 had a prototype electric driving around which is basically looks like a regular f-150 and i think that gave the idea that uh the f-150 electric version was just going to look like the uh version that's out there now uh the gas powered version but that's not going to be the case as i said they did do that little bit of a teaser about the f-150 and uh, i think it will be cool i imagine go- coming in and powering a construction site with your pickup truck and driving it home that's just cool it's
0: so i mean it's just it's so 21st century
1: it is it is but we're going to keep it in the 21st century when we come back we're going to tell you about uh volkswagen getting some good safety ratings on one of its models and is the brand getting ready to sell off one of its ultra-high-end marks? Plus, we'll talk tech, so stay tuned to Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine. For the latest updates on Cruise Control, follow us on Twitter at Cruise Rad. That's C-R-U-I-S-E-C-T-R-L. R A D cruise control. Rad.
0: Cruise control. And welcome back to cruise control lesson, Fred. We are sitting at our desks, dying to get outside, but but uh, we would rather, of course, talk to our listeners before we do that and go out and test more cars and. We have uh, some great safety news for Volkswagen. I'm sure they already know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think they <laughs> would already know before us, but yeah. uh, but that's okay. Yes, uh, for 2020, Volkswagen's, uh, I guess you could call it a halo car, the yep. Ardeon, right? Very swoopy looking uh, sedan, high-end sedan. Uh, has gotten the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety's top safety pick for the first time. And all models of that get it except for the SE, which is uh, the base model. Uh, But the reason the SE doesn't get it less is because it doesn't have the LED headlights. That's,
0: uh, you know, that's an entry. Well, basically, it's a requirement these days it's not a legal requirement but it should be
1: now i wonder how much the led projector head headlamps cost that you know to put on a car literally cost them because maybe it makes sense to upgrade all cars to this to get the the top safety pick what do you think i think
0: um it it does cost it's probably twice as much as a conventional headlight at the factory level, which isn't anywhere near what you we would pay for it. Right. Um, but that's
1: significant
0: at the factory level.
1: Yeah, significant at the factory level. And uh, it uh, probably, I would say, could, what, add $500 to the price of the vehicle, and they want to sell that. When you look across the board, all these sedans are selling. The entry level sedans are selling at a certain level, whatever car you buy, and they they just got to meet that number. And one of the ways they meet that number is by putting the less expensive, non LED headlights in there. Um, right. But eventually, I think that they would want the, this top safety pick, and that may outweigh the less, you know the additional cost, which they'll probably pass along to the consumer. And that's how folks, you end up with a vehicle that when they say, Hey, it's $250 more this year than it was last year.
0: And they want uh, NHTSA to make it a safety
1: requirement. So everyone has to pay the same amount that way it's economies of scale and it won't be as expensive, but certainly when you're buying a new car, the upgraded headlights are worth it. Um, yeah, because you'll be at a disadvantage. You'll be the one with the the less expensive headlights, and you won't be able to see, and especially in the Northeast at this time of year. It's a weird time of year for for visibility uh, yeah. as we do you go think, into fall.
0: Do you think they offer uh, uh, as an option the headlights for the SE?
1: Well, that's the thing. I think. If you want to step up to the better headlights, I think you have to go up to the next model, which would be the SEL, which brings in a whole host of things. It's the old story where, hey, I want the better stereo. It's like, well, now you have to take the glass, the glass yeah. roof, <laughs> even though I just want the better stereo. So I think automakers have gone more to packages as opposed to individual options especially some manufacturers, the only individual options you can get are like a first aid kit and upgraded floor mats and maybe uh, uh, mud guards. You know, there's no more, well, give me the give me the uh, uh, second model up from base, but put the better seats in it from the model above that. I think, I kind of think those days are over. Those many, days are
0: completely over.
1: Yeah, so you end up Uh, you know, in most cases, if you want the better headlights, you really have to step up. And while the headlights, if you could buy them alone might be $250, $300 more, you would have to go further and probably spend a couple of thousand dollars more and get some things that you may or may not want. But it still, with all that said, it may be worth it. So you can see where you're going. And, uh, you know, just like a fighter pilot, the sooner you can see your opponent, the sooner you can take them out. Just like when you're driving, the sooner you can see an obstacle, the sooner you can do something about it. Uh, gives you more reaction time. I think I think it's worth it to get the better headlights, uh, which, once again, may bring in stuff you don't want, but it's it's better to step up. I mean, they have a sweet spot now, I find, a lot of the models where... Uh, you get a lot of the safety improvements and you get Apple CarPlay and Android Auto, but you don't get a dedicated navigation system. So somewhere in the middle level of the models, you get a lot of the safety features. You get the better headlights. Yeah, that's right. But you you don't get the super high-end stereo. You don't get, uh, you know, maybe a heated steering wheel, but you get plenty to keep you safe and enough of an upgrade um and if you're happy using your phone for a, a navigation system uh with android auto or apple carplay then you know you pretty much get everything and you say you can live with it you and i have, have reviewed cars like that and say hey this is great it's not the top yeah, end car it's, it's but, it's, right. but it's enough it's certainly enough to do this right
0: absolutely um and i think That's really where you want to be when you're buying, Mm -hmm. um, well, for long-term, least expenditure of money. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I agree. So, I agree. Well, also at Volkswagen, this is interesting. uh, They, of course, are really refashioning themselves to be one of the biggest EV manufacturers out there. And as you know, VW had that goal not that long ago to be the largest automaker in the world. I don't, did they ever obtain that even for a short while or has it always been Toyota?
0: I think they attained it for a little while.
1: Yeah. Well, now it looks like they're thinking about selling off Bugatti, at least Bugatti, uh, and maybe other high end, uh, ultra high end brands that they have. Uh, and, uh, the idea is that they just kind of, if it's not being a big profit center for them, they want to sell it because basically they don't need the halo Bugatti car anymore. Let's face it. Not too many people are going to buy a car for over a million dollars. And uh, it really is not helping them business wise. So, What's interesting is they've come up with this deal. We don't know all the deals, but they may sell a Bugatti to Rimac, which is an up-and-coming electric car, supercar manufacturer. And then in return, Volkswagen will take a 49% stake in Rimac. You may remember Rimac is the (laughs) builder of that high-end electric car uh, that was crashed Back in, Richard Hammond Richard crashed Hammond it. crashed it on the on the hill climb uh, but it, it's a Croatian firm uh, and uh, they feel that maybe this the Halo now will be some kind of electric supercar built by Rimac uh, and they get access to the Rimac technology uh, so this is what they're doing they're just kind of moving around their uh alliances to kind of fit their electric future so uh might not be a bad deal it sounds crazy but who knows rimac gets high-end cars but could theoretically you know power them electrically and volkswagen gets to uh move bugatti off their books but gets access to some new electric technology for cars could be a good deal what do you think
0: i think so um, I think it makes great sense. And uh, very few people equate Bugatti with Volkswagen.
1: Yeah, I agree. It is it is out there. I mean, it is way, way, way beyond you know, what most people drive every day. <laughs> million, million plus. So, hey, when we come back, we're going to talk tech. So stay tuned to Cruise Control Radio with Fred Staub and Les Jackson. We'll be right back. Cruise Control Radio goes live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. To listen, click the link on our homepage. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control Radio. Don't forget to check out what's going on at uh, cruisecontrolradio.com. A lot going on there. We've got some uh, Facebook posts. Uh, on facebook that will show you the vehicle that les is about to review or coming up this hour the jeep mojave gladiator and uh, we're going to talk about this uh, nitza app which is really good there's a video up there that explains what that is and how to get it we're going to talk about that in a little bit but first we're going to talk some tech we always like to tell you about the latest automotive tech and both of these stories, Les, involve BMW, which is no stranger to tech at all. Uh, but uh, you know, uh, we were talking about rear seat entertainment. Remember, you had the big monitor on the back and an individual DVD player and headphones that would be hanging on the back of the seat and
0: with wires hanging in little pockets.
1: Yeah, and it's it's weird. A couple of months ago, I got a car with that still in, and I thought, Who uses this? I mean, it all started with the minivan with the flip down rear yeah, screen, right. which was cool for the first six months that happened, and then it was like, Ah, eh, you don't really need that. But anyway, um, things have changed a bit, and uh, BMW is uh, using this term called privacy suite function for the Rolls Royce Phantom, and what it is it is the divider that you would typically find on a limo. Uh, the, the typically it's just a piece of glass that goes up, but this time it's, it, it is a piece of glass, but it can be used to project entertainment, TV, computer, whatever, uh, uh, PowerPoint. And you can turn this on at the touch of a button. Uh, this was, uh, found on i4talk forum it's a new technology uh that bmw talking about and a, a forum called i4talk came up with it and uh it's two layers of in the glass first is a switchable from transparent to opaque while the second layer is an oled element uh that would act as a display so it could project data or video, and it could be eventually implemented on windows and sunroofs, uh, and uh, could be used in many different ways. Uh, some are thinking it could be used on the side of vehicles to uh, advertise products. And I, I thought about this one use would be: we're right now we're we're having uh, the Le Mans twenty-four hour of Le Mans. Imagine. If you could sell sponsorships on the side of a race car, <laughs> oh, for the first four well, hours, I will run your ad on the side of my car with these panels. I think that's something you could do or change. You,
0: you have to look pretty fast to read that out, that ad.
1: You would have to look pretty fast to read that ad, but what if you could easily change it halfway through the race? And if someone said, well, I can't, I can't sponsor you for 24 hours, but I can... I can do like half of that, you know, or I just want to be on your car, you know, at the end of the race, but you'll take your chance whether the car is wrecked or not. I think this is going to happen.
0: Actually, actually, I think, I think you're right.
1: What about trucks? Think about this. You have a bus truck. Side of the,
0: yeah, the side of even semi-trailers.
1: Well, the other use of it is. And I know Samsung was coming out with this. Have you ever been behind a giant tractor trailer and you can't see the turn mm-hmm. signals? You can't see the signs coming up because it's crowded and you're you're rather tight to them. And even though you leave the room you're supposed to leave between the two of you, somebody will always pull in there or you just can't get away from the truck. Well, Samsung said they were going to put a flat screen tv on the back of trucks so you could see what is in front of the truck um i i
0: I, I think it's a great idea but knowing the trucks that we follow i ask who is going to clean those screens
1: (laughs) that's true it'll be just a blob of dirt (laughs) (laughs) that's it but uh I think there are uses for this, definitely. And I think it could uh, radically change advertising. Um, and much like you think of how billboards used to be the guy putting stuff up with paste and and all those little different segments of an ad, uh, you know, now they do it electronically and just, okay, it's time to change the ad. They press a button somewhere in an office and and it changes. I think that could happen for advertising everywhere. Uh, even on vehicles. And I've seen these things where they're ultra thin LEDs. Uh, I remember I was at an event and a guy had one on his hat and was walking around with television playing on his hat. And it was like the thickness of a couple of sheets of paper. And I was like, that's pretty amazing. He said, yeah, look, you can roll it up. It still keeps playing. It was kind of weird and cool. I think that's the type of technology we're talking here. Uh, it also probably means we will be bombarded with ads wherever we go. Cars will have ads on them, and you won't be able to get away from it. Gee, I can hardly wait for that. Yay, technology. So, mm-hmm. so uh, here's another little bit of technology. Now, you have uh, and I have talked about this. Uh, right now, you need to have a... Uh, steering wheel connected to a shaft that mechanically connects to the car i think eventually that will go away and it will be a completely drive-by-wire system analogous to what airplanes have they don't it's just not connected physically with cables and pulleys anymore um the laws will have to change to have that uh change but the problem with that is you would be driving a car with no feedback. It would just be an electric True. motor. True. Much, much like, much like um, what uh, you do when you drive a simulator, you know, if you're playing a computer game and that. So they have to create feedback in different ways. But uh, what if you had to do that for a road car and to make it really feel like you were driving a car that was connected by an actual steering wheel shaft? Well, BMW uh and and, uh mercedes or mercedes was the first to do this do built an e-active body control system that uses a camera to scan the road up to 49 feet in front of your car and the suspension is adjusted accordingly bmw has that right now called the e-active body control bmw is looking to step that up They're teaming up with an Israeli technology and data company called tactile mobility, uh, to, uh, build this ground sensing system that will analyze the road surface under the car's tires to detect road conditions and improve performance and handling. You'll be able to feel the road more accurately than ever in upcoming BMW models like the BMW I four, uh, and, uh, This will basically use non-visual sensors to collect, analyze data, and optimize the car's settings and performance. And uh, it will create a vehicle DNA file of each vehicle system's characteristics Hmm. and and grip levels and curvature of the road. Uh, This is how I see this being used will be when you think of cars that will be have completely electric steering steering wheels that retract there's no shaft in there to connect it to the car this will be the way you get feedback to that steering wheel this will be the way you get that drag on the steering wheel which believe it or not if it's not there <laughs> I think you might have a hard time oh you, driving. you
0: would yeah because you would you would tend to have dr- uh, rather dramatic movements
1: right so I think yeah. I think I think this technology may be used in that venue uh, going forward, but we'll have to see. I I it also will be a way to enhance the drive steering effort or reduce the steering effort. I used to like high steering effort cars because most of them were, uh, most of the cars built at it for a time were over boosted in steering, and that's uh, right. And when I got my first used police car, I thought, this is great. This has super heavy steering. (laughs) And I thought, hey, that's pretty cool. So, Hey, uh, let's talk about this app uh, that is out. It's called Safer Car. And we have that up on our Facebook page. Uh, If you have any car, (laughs) you can enter your information in for this app. Uh, is put together by the folks over at uh, Nitza, and it is free. It's available on Android Auto. It's uh, uh sorry, it's available on the Apple Play Store. No, it's available on the Google Play Store, and wherever else you get your your uh Apple apps from. And uh, it's free of charge. And you put in your car's information, and the VIN code. They don't sell the data. They just use it to send you an email if your car is being recalled uh, email or uh, text and i think it's a great idea it works for uh car seats too if your car seat is being recalled so it's good news we'll tell you a little bit more about it when we come back but check out our facebook page give us a like while you're there this will explain this app we'll be right back and les is going to review that incredible jeep so stay tuned that's right Cruise Control Radio goes live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. To listen, click the link on our homepage. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com. Cruise Control. And
0: welcome back to Cruise Control. Before we left, we were talking about NHTSA's uh, safe car app. By all means, get this. Uh, it not only tells you about recalls, but tells you uh, where you can find car seats, uh, car seat inspections, uh, where you can report a safety problem. It's it's loaded with everything that you need to know.
1: Yeah, free of charge. They're not going to uh, use your data in any way other than to send you the information. It's called Safer Car, NHTSA, N-H-T-S-A. Uh, and the easy way to find Gov. it, uh, yeah, go right over to our Facebook page. We've got a link right there, and you can uh, check that out. And while you're there, like us on Facebook. We like those likes. Yeah. We haven't done it As the Tesla Turns lesson. This (laughs) is—but, you know, we'll we'll do this story that will qualify us because we have to have one of them every uh, hour on cruise control. The Royal Canadian Mounted Police stop a Tesla driver who was asleep— in a reclined position, doing over ninety miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, that incident ah. happened in July, but is just now coming up. It happened north of Calgary, Alberta, in a town of Ponoka. They uh, <laughs> motorists spotted a Tesla Model S barreling along at eighty-seven miles an hour. The two front seat occupants weren't visible as their seats were reclined as the police rolled up on them they determined the occupants were sound asleep as traffic made way for sirens lights and sirens the road opened up and the tesla accelerated automatically to 93 miles an hour
0: oh dear Uh, (laughs) They, they took ch- a
1: photo of it. You can see, and the police said in this photo, you can see no one is looking out the wind, windshield to see where they're going. Uh, the uh, RCMP Sergeant Darren Turnbull told CNBC, CBC News, that I've been policing for over 23 years and the majority of that in traffic enforcement. And I'm speechless. I've never seen anything like this before. But of course... The technology wasn't there, so uh, this, is,
0: this is just reckless endangerment.
1: The driver, a 20-year-old from British Columbia, has been charged with speeding and dangerous driving, and his license was suspended for 24 hours. That's it. That's nothing.
0: That's crazy.
1: <laughs> That's nothing. It's like like That's crazy. Okay, I'll stay home tomorrow. Uh but once again, the name Autopilot makes people think. You can do stuff like that, right?
0: Well, it makes yeah
1: but uh, you wouldn't do very... that in an airplane you pilots don't put the jetliner on autopilot and go to sleep. They're, they sit well they're there, not supposed
0: to. They sit
1: there and monitor it you know <laughs> That's they might right. eat a sandwich, but they're there to monitor it. If uh, something goes wrong, they drop the sandwich and grab the controls.
0: Exactly. It only takes four pounds of force on the yoke in an airliner to, to turn off the autopilot.
1: So they could easily grab it and do something, but they don't just go to sleep or go back in the cabin and watch a movie. They stay there. No,
0: this is crazy.
1: Hmm. Anyway, well, let's have that at the wheel review. You had a Jeep Mojave Gladiator, the Jeep yes. pickup, the much-anticipated Jeep pickup. I
0: did. This is this is the pickup that uh, Jeep owners have wanted for years.
1: We got some pictures up, by the way, on our Facebook yep. page. If you want it's to check uh,
0: out. this was uh, hydro blue in color, mm-hmm. uh, and 3.6 liter V6. It needs a good size uh, engine to pull all the weight because mm-hmm. it's, it's close to 6,000 pounds. Uh, in any case, eight speed automatic. Uh, and of course, four wheel drive of, you know, it's a Jeep in every way it's a Jeep, um, but it's also a pickup truck uh, and it comes with a tonneau cover covering the pickup bed. So <laughs> nobody uses the pickup bed. Cause they'll um, get dirty. That's right. Uh, The roofs, roofs, uh, plural, are removable. Of course, the doors are removable. Of course, windshield folds down. You know, it's it's a Jeep, but this particular one uh, has heavy-duty everything because it's uh, running 33-inch 285/70 series tires, which are huge. So it's lifted way up. In fact very hard to crawl into there's no step and it's it's quite an effort to get in i had complaints from everybody who proded in
1: it. <laughs> okay <laughs>
0: um but you know that's so what that's not what it's meant for um anyway the the uh, optional equipment on this, and I'll talk about driving it in a second, but the optional equipment was everything. Trailer tow package and the uh, cool weather group and premium lighting. You gotta have the premium lighting. Premium auto, audio, sorry, um, with everything you can imagine. The dual tops were an option. Uh, auxiliary switch group, so you can throw all those light bars and stuff. Uh, Heavy duty rock slider, <laughs> which is uh which you need because this is an off-road vehicle for sure. Um, anyway, every, everything you can imagine because it is loaded. Um, in fact, I'll just give you the bad news right now. The total price on this thing, including destination, was 63,355.
1: That's a I lot. think
0: it's the most expensive Jeep they've
1: ever sold. I would agree. That's you know <laughs> certainly it's, possible.
0: That is so much money.
1: Anyway, uh, as
0: far as driving it, it actually is rather quiet inside mm-hmm. for a Jeep um, and smooth riding. However, when you hit a bump, those big thirty-three-inch tires are like big balloons, like Roger Rabbit's car, <laughs> and the whole car, the whole Jeep, just bounces uh, up and down. Um, But it doesn't keep bouncing because it has these incredible shocks, dual shocks on every wheel, uh, all sorts of stability systems. Seats are actually quite comfortable, again, uh, for a Jeep. You you don't uh, expect. In fact, uh, one of my neighbors is an avid Jeep person, and Mm -hmm. she said, well, this isn't. This is this is too plush.
1: <laughs> so she wants the old metal dash with the one gauge in there and the manual choke on the. Uh, uh, exactly,
0: exactly, and she also noticed uh, under the passenger seat was a spray can of mud, of simulated
1: <laughs> mud <laughs> that I think they someone do sell put that there. stuff. I know, but I don't think Jeep sells it. No, no, that's a bit. But they do sell that. I have seen. They that. do sell it,
0: and um, that that was a certain amount of derision. But uh, overall, I, I'm not sure this is the kind of thing that you want to buy for everyday commuting. No, but if if you want an off-road serious Jeep that's capable of carrying a thousand pounds of stuff, short bed though, five feet. Um, you know, it's like a small. It's a pickup truck.
1: I always thought it they would be cool, and they probably someone does that if they could make a camper that you put on the back of oh, that. Sure, pit, and sure. you could go way, way overlanding. They call that go way off road. But, but or it you could buy you could buy a Cherokee. <laughs> <laughs> you could. That's right. It. Sounds it sounds like though that it's a pricey proposition to begin with and then you add a camper to that it would be really pricey you'd be 75,000 or higher.
0: Oh my gosh, yeah. Got a lot of
1: thumbs up. I would I would agree. I agree. Yeah. Pretty cool. And The interesting thing is the front looks like a Jeep but the grill is different. It wouldn't fit. It is. Yeah, it, it, it yeah. They played it's... with it a little bit. So Well, that's pretty cool, Les Jackson. Well, we appreciate that uh, at-the-wheel review of the Jeep Gladiator. Time for me to say, I'm Fred Staub. I'm Les Jackson. We're going to see you down the road. Bye. Cruise Control Radio is your on-air automotive magazine. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com for more information.